This is a podcast by The Straits Times. Hello and welcome to Pop Vouchers, a pop culture podcast by The Straits Times. My name is Jen Lee. And I'm joined as always by Yosem Joe. Hello, everybody. Wow, Jen. Today we have a lot of tea to unpack. As you guys know, right? In our previous episode, we talked about cancel culture. Now, yet another scandal has hit our shores. Of course, we're talking about YouTuber and DJ Dikosh. Yes, know, he's been accused of offering men and even underage teenage boys money in exchange for sexual favors. There have been a lot of receipts that have been dug out, right? You know, sexually suggestive conversations that he's allegedly had with young men slash teenage boys. Some of these include asking for nude pictures, asking them to come over for overnight shoots, and then chatting on Telegram secret chat and stuff like that. Dikosh, of course, initially denied all these allegations. He said he'll work to like, you know, make sure that they are cleared up. But he later backtracked, you know, and then he admitted that there is some truth to the allegations and he actually apologized for them. Yeah, we would just note that he does still deny asking for paid sex or having any like sexual activities with minors. That stuff he still denies. Yeah, there's a lot that's been going on, you know, especially in the past few days. This broke over last weekend, right? So we're just here to give you like the TLDR version, okay? And then, of course, share some of our thoughts. Well, of course, it all started with this one guy on Instagram who came forth with some of these allegations and then more of them started pouring in. And then he apparently sent like a, a lawyer's letter to this guy, right? But the mm-hmm. latest is that the law firm is not representing him anymore, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and then brands have distanced themselves from Dikosh as well. Power 98 FM, where he works, of course, said he's on leave. Night Owl Cinematics, whom he collaborates mm-hmm. with, has put his work on hold indefinitely. And other influencers have also spoken up, you know, some have expressed their support for the victim, some have stood by him as a friend. But of course, it's important to note that none of them have condoned his alleged misdeeds. So we'll get a little bit more into the details later. But... Just so you know, police investigations are ongoing and, you know, there are more receipts emerging from guys who have been approached by Dikosh as we speak. We all have to preface this with the fact that all of these are still allegations. He's still under investigation. He is innocent until proven guilty. Absolutely. And I think this leads us into an interesting conversation about the sort of grey area of consent, harassment, and what's legal and what's not, right? Because, like, as some of the receipts are coming out, some of these guys are coming forward, you know, when they were approached, they were, like, 19, which is young, but legal. Or, like, 17, which is, well, mm. above the age of 16, right? Which is above the age of consent. But you get what I mean, right? It's kind of like, there's definitely an age difference there, and there's definitely, like, a power differential because Dikosh has been famous for quite a while, you know, and these guys would be not famous and much younger and maybe look up to him as a role model or somebody in the industry, you know. I think people are taking issue not just with the legal side of it, but also like this on a moral level doesn't seem right. And like just to get the legal stuff down pat, the Singaporean law protects minors for a reason, right? Because minors should not be engaging in anything sexual with adults. So anything sexual with minors is essentially illegal. That includes commercial paid sex with minors, sexual grooming, even sexual communication like sexting, asking for nude pictures, you know, all of that is illegal, especially if you're an adult trying to reach out to a minor to do something like that. Right, Um, right. Because some people are saying, oh, you know, some of the sexting that we see in the receipts, right, of the alleged sexting, they're saying that, oh, it's actually, you know, quite common on such dating apps and stuff like that. Genuine, mm-hmm. so no, right? Like it's common for men to say things like that all the time, but or even for what... friends among friends to have sort of like dirty conversations, you know, as a joke, yeah. you know, it's not uncommon. But of course, you don't do it with minors, lah, right? Exactly. So that's when it becomes, I mean, problematic to say the least, but illegal, you know, at its very core. 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And as an adult, I think you always have the responsibility to be the person to be much more aware of this kind of things, to be the person to be aware that you are the adult and you have to take responsibility, you have to be accountable. Even if the minor is totally open to talking about sex, even if the minor is like, okay, engaging you in some a kind of like dirty conversations, you don't do that because you are the adult, right? Even if they are willing, even if they throw themselves at you, uh, you don't do it because... That's not what an adult person does, right? That is not responsible and that's not legal. Yeah. So and at some point um, the line has to be drawn, you know, to protect yeah. all minors, you know, for good reason. Exactly, exactly. But I think this also brings into a bit of an interesting conversation about relationships, like consensual adult relationships where money is a component. Because some of these things is sort of like I guess some of it the receipts are like he offered money for sex. He allegedly mm. offered money for sex, right? right? But some of it is a bit more like, hey, you know, why don't you come over and I'll if you have a video shoot or what, you know, like I've, I've seen a little bit of that that is maybe offering opportunities and that's not money. That's not paid sex, you know, that's not commercial sex, but that's uh, a bit gross, no? I would say like, that's orders on being exploitative because you are kind of like you're dangling a carrot, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. if money is not the temptation, but if like, you are come you know, over tempting for... someone with fame yeah. or with like a platform with followers, like, you know, yeah. and he is a powerful figure with influence. So there with, with the some... local influencing scene, right? Yes. So there's something to be said about the power dynamics there. I mean, of course, we're stressing all these uh, allegations at the moment. But yeah. we're saying that if it did actually happen, then obviously it's so screwed up because of that. Yeah, but like overnight shoots, you know, that's a bit inappropriate. Like even as an adult woman, if a man approaches me, like even a woman approaching me for an overnight shoot, I would feel a bit like, why? Like, why are yeah. we doing this overnight? You know, <laughs> it's a bit, like what exactly are the, are the boundaries here, you know? And I think it also brings up an interesting point about like sort of like sugar daddy, sugar mommy relationships, because that's the gray area, right? I think of our legal system in which it's not actually illegal to sort of provide for someone while they are giving you companionship. So it's not commercial sex because it's not explicitly like sex in exchange for money, but it's sort of like, oh, you know, we hang out, I pay for everything. You go shopping, I pay for everything. And then maybe tonight we open a hotel room and we sleep together. You get what I mean? So what are you some... actually paying for? Yeah, exactly. So there's some like grey area here, I think. For sure. And of course, when the scandal of such proportions happens, right, involving one of Singapore's biggest influencers. Everyone chimes in. Exactly. And, you know, we have so many influencers slash celebrity figures who have offered their reactions slash opinions on social media in the past few days. Uh, of course, we're talking about, for instance, you know, Sinta Yap, Ben Tang and Go Shih Song, right? If you guys are not familiar with these names, these are three guys who have appeared in a lot of Decautious videos. They're essentially talents that were recruited by Decautious agency, right? Mm-hmm. And they've appeared shirtless in these videos before, so on and so forth. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of talk about, ooh, what's actually going on, you know, what's the exact nature of their relationship? Is there anything untoward there? Yeah. So they've all come up to say that, okay, no, you know, nothing like that happened. It was a strictly professional relationship. But at the same time, he's also a friend. And of course, you know, none of these people, let's just preface it real quick here. None of them are actually condoning any of the alleged actions, okay? Mm -hmm. But they're just saying that this is our experience with him, lah. Right. Mm. So they're saying that we're going to have to support him as our mentor, you know, which I guess is an understandable approach to say, you know, they're saying that we may not condone any of these actions if they did indeed happen. uh, But at the same time, we're going to stand by them. That's the same approach that Nathan Hatono has taken, for instance, you know, Mm -hmm. Nathan Hatono Mm -hmm. is the cautious friend. He's come up to say as much and he's saying that I don't condone such actions, but investigations are ongoing. Let's wait and see what happens. And at the same time, I'm his friend. So, and friends don't abandon each other. 
Okay, yeah, which is a reasonable stance to take, I feel. But of course, on the other end, okay, I wouldn't say that Herzi, who is a well-known collaborator of Dikosh, has come out against Dikosh. But he has responded, has been sort of dragged into the narrative because of this whole thing, right? I think a lot of past videos, past like efforts, right? Video efforts have been dug out by netizens. And Mm -hmm. people are saying like, hey, you guys were really mean to Nicole Chu. If you don't know Nicole Chu, she's an influencer. She published a book of poems. It was widely ridiculed at that time because people felt like she couldn't write poems but I guess Hirzi and Dikosh took it very far and went into like sort of misogynistic attacks on her and basically Hirzi has come out to apologize for that he did a very long like I would say pretty sincere sounding apology to Nicole Chu mm. um, you know for basically attacking her in such a manner like, and to the point where I think mocking the internet her, right? yeah 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 mocking her and it was very like motivated by gender I think it was very misogynistic some of the comments they made and Also, like, they had a bunch of fans or, like, I guess they incited a mob of people to go and, like, harass her. So she had to leave Singapore for a little bit, if I'm not wrong, because she just wanted to take a break from the internet harassment she was getting. And so Hirzi has apologised for that. And on the other end of the spectrum that has really come out against Dikosh is people, like, pretty pleased. Who, if you remember during, like, the brown face saga, I think Xiaxue held an opposing opinion to pretty please and Sasha had appeared in a video with like Dikosh to talk about it to talk about her opinion so clearly Dikosh is on the side of I wouldn't say he's on the side of Sasha but he definitely gave her a platform la. what happened was that pretty please came out to say that actually I had a run-in with Dikosh about two years back where my brother Subhas Nair who's the rapper said something about his not liking a video where D basically like put on a caricature of an Indian accent. So then they had a whole blowout over like WhatsApp and everything. And now Pretty is like showing all those receipts on Twitter. You can go read it if you want to. But she's clearly saying like, oh, he's somebody who's used to abusing his power. So that's what she's saying. Then we have like Jade Rassif, who's sort of like leading the charge on all of this and asking victims to come forward. And then you have like Ben King and Narelle King of the Sam Willows, who are also like distancing themselves from him and saying like, you know, victims should feel like they are basically on the side of the victims and supporting the victims and telling them to come out and talk about their experiences. Yeah. But one notable absence, Sam Joe. Exactly. Where is Xiaxue in all of this? Yeah. And it's very, very noticeable because as we all know, Xiaxue is one person to not shy away from drama. And she is so known as a collaborator of Dikosh. She is so well known as a collaborator of Dikosh. They have good videos together. Like, I mean good in the sense like they have very highly watched videos together. Right. And yeah, like, where are you? She's been noticeably quiet this entire time. As of now, um, when we're recording this, right? So maybe she'll come out and say something in a bit. We're not really sure. But I do think that it speaks volumes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think choosing to stay silent is a choice. <laughs> it's a choice. You don't say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> choosing but... to stay silent is a choice. It's a choice. It's a loaded choice. Ah, I'm just saying, okay? I see where you're getting with your It's a choice with a capital this. C. Okay, come. You know what this whole thing has taught me is that the local influencer scene, the local like YouTuber scene is so tiny that all of them know one another. People like Pretty and Dee might have beef that we absolutely don't know about. 
So when like one of them comes down very hard on another person for something, right? It might be because like it's personally motivated, you know, they might be biased or anything. So guys, take it with a grain of salt, man. Yeah, it wasn't until like she posted about him that we realised, oh, they had this whole exchange about dragging her into the whole drama with her brother on WhatsApp. And then she apparently like blocked him on WhatsApp. Yeah, yeah, yeah she blocked part? him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, we, you know, I think a lot of us are not necessarily privy to their private engagements with each other and relationships. And also that local YouTubers can really be quite powerful, I think. And that really does put them in a position of authority, right? And young people might be vulnerable to that kind of stuff. So you guys need to be careful out there, okay? Right. At this point, if you're enjoying this episode of Pop Vultures, do find us on the Straits Times podcast channel, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. We also have our own channel right now, so just look for us, hashtag Pop Vultures, and don't forget to like and rate us. Now, some of our episodes are also on YouTube, so check those out. All right, back to our show. Let us continue with the tea on Dikosh. Yeah, so right now, I think we're just going to go into our own thoughts about this whole thing. Again, we preface that he is innocent until proven guilty, but... Even if he was cleared of any illegal wrongdoing, what do you think Dikosh's career post-scandal might look like? Sam Joe, will it still be viable? I think it's over for him. I really do. Me too. And many reasons. I mean, the fact that, okay, just look, he's already been distanced by a lot of brands, right? People mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. Huawei, Food Panda, and Lenovo, who have collaborated with him in the past, are saying that there are no future projects planned for him. Night Owl mm. Cinematics, which is a huge collaborator, right? They've done so huge. many videos together. Yeah. They've done very popular series like Food King, King. Good. Yes. Yeah, they're saying that any projects of him will be put on hold indefinitely. So Suspended. essentially, I feel like right now, especially in a place like Singapore where people don't necessarily forget and in such a small circle where it's usually the same people getting the same jobs, right? And there are only a few radio stations going around. So if you're a radio DJ, I don't know where he's going to go and what he's going to do. But I guess but- that is his battle to pick up, you know. I mean, you can always continue to have a YouTube career if you wanted to, right? You could always continue. But whether that would be financially viable, right? Whether brands would want to work with you, that's another thing. And like, the, do you remember Eden Ang? The yes. YouTuber who was accused of like sexual assault and sexual misconduct. Mm-hmm. Who, by the way, Dikosh came down very, very, very hard on. He was leading the charge on the Eden Ang stuff. So like, Eden Ang has disappeared. Like, it's been two years, I think, since we heard about Eden Ang's accusations. He hasn't been charged or anything. He is not in jail or anything. The police investigation came to nothing. He has not had a career in YouTube or like any sort of influencer scene following that scandal. So like he might follow that route, I feel. Yeah, I feel like he just has to really lay low and who knows what's going to happen. Maybe just take up a normal job yeah, like the rest of might, us. <laughs> yeah, he might be able to find a career in another industry or what. Lah. And you know, actually speaking about the whole Eden Ang stuff, it really does remind me because I watched the Dikosh videos on Eden Ang. And Dikosh is not a man who is not unconscious of how fame and power can be used to manipulate younger people or people in less powerful mm. positions. Like, he has come down very hard on Idenang, on SG Insta Babes, on like SG Naslamak, the Telegram chat group. So, like, it really feels a bit hollow and it feels a bit like, you know, this stuff isn't good, right? So, yeah. I don't know, it makes me look at him in a much worse light. I feel like because he did those videos, I feel very much like, you know what, you know, you're not unaware yeah. that you have power over young people. So, for sure, which yeah. is why so many people online and influencers even have called him out for being hypocritical. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and of course, you know, the PR of this whole saga is, for the lack of a better word, clunky and messy. Just and 
pretty terrible. terrible. Yeah, like right. he had to backtrack on his initial statement about how he denies all allegations and he was like, there's actually some truth to it. Mm. And if you're like a lawyer pop vouchers listener, we have talked about this many, many times. Backtracking on your initial statement is a bad, bad move. Uh, 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 big no, no. Nope. Big like no, if no. you want to put out a statement, it better be your last. Like, yeah. <laughs> or you better be consistent in your messaging because yeah. the moment you okay so initially his first statement was that I deny all allegations and I'm going to prove that you know all these are false and then he sent a lawyer's letter he sent a lawyer's letter which got exposed by the way and then he came out then his next statement is like oh I'm sorry and by the way some of it is actually true that obviously even people who wanted to support you have lost yeah. faith in you because they don't feel like you know you're being very honest with yourself slash other people Mm-hmm, your integrity yeah. is just like gone at least to them exactly and there are so many layers to the saga and I think there are some good lessons to take away here which is that guys can also be victims of sexual harassment right yes absolutely and hopefully this incident you know if anything will give guys more courage to speak up and because mm-hmm. it's often seen you know when something inappropriate like that happens to guys there is a lot of stigma attached to it still and especially like men on men sexual harassment people feel very like there's also that whole stigma of like oh but I'm not gay but I'm straight why Why? I can't talk about this you know like when actually sexual harassment is sexual harassment like full stop doesn't matter who does it to who you know like if it's inappropriate it makes you feel uncomfortable you should be okay talking about it like you should feel safe talking about it I think that's what I would say regardless of your sexual orientation also and speaking of sexual orientation one point I feel like we really need to drive home is the fact that a lot of people when this scandal first broke out a lot of people were conflating homosexuality with pedophilia right which is not true which is, yeah, please. I mean, hopefully we're a bit more woke than that lah, to realise that that's not the case. You know? That's like scientifically not true. So yeah. That is wrong. That is misinformation. Yeah. There are pedophiles of every sexual orientation. Okay? Yeah. And this whole incident has also sort of become like a decautious coming out, which yeah, is just so, it's so bad. Like, I don't want to force anyone to come out. You know, coming out is a very personal journey for I think a lot of people of homosexual orientation. But also, like, you really did some really shady stuff there. And I think that's just not good publicity for the homosexual community. And they do not need this. Like, they do not need this dude and his actions, you know, his alleged actions, making the community seem worse, right? Yeah, unfortunately, it has stoked a bit more homophobia. And I feel like that's... Uh, it's really the sad. Has, that's the big yeah. tragedy. Yeah. Unfortunately, the damage has been done. So it's about clearing up the mess. And you know, Jen, another lesson that everyone can take away from this is, of course, the importance of... Keeping receipts. Yes. Oh my god. The Telegram secret chat stuff is so insidious. So apparently this is all alleged, by the way, that Dikosh would ask for people to go on like Telegram secret chats to chat with him. So mm. that it's harder to leave evidence of those chats because Telegram secret chat, like the whole function is basically like you can set an expiry date, right? And they would just disappear off your phone. Yeah, and if the other person screenshots, you would know. You'll be notified. Yeah, 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 exactly. So it's almost as if there was some sort of hindsight there, like if I'm a public figure and someone else wants to keep the receipts, like at of, least. Yeah, then there's know. some awareness that he's trying to prevent against that. Lah. Of course, yeah. it's all alleged, of course. Yeah. But this is important, like... It is important, you know. So as a general lesson, I think when you are being sexually harassed, whether it's at work, whether it's in personal life, 
keep those receipts, keep those emails, screenshot and everything. Because if you really want to one day take this to the police or even HR within your own company, those things are very important. Yeah. And I would even say that the next lesson is like, should you take it to the police and HR? Absolutely. Like, I think yes. first and foremost, of course, I mean, please stay safe out there. But if you feel like you have already been on the receiving end of anything inappropriate or you know that it's happening to someone else, I mean, I don't want to sound preachy here, but do flag it flag early. Flag it early, exactly. And find, seek out someone who you can trust or to help you do that because sometimes it can be very intimidating and there can be a lot of stigma and shame attached to it. But it's also day, so important to speak up because this helps to prevent other victims as well. Yes, absolutely. And our hearts go out to all the victims and we hope that none of this has to happen again. I think it is a look at our own industry. You know, people always say like Singapore is a small, you know, people kind of dismiss, I think, the local YouTuber community or the local influencer community because of course our market's smaller. Of course, we wouldn't become, you know, a Hollywood type YouTube celebrity. Yeah, you wouldn't become a worldwide sensation. But still, these people are very powerful. You know, these people are famous in Singapore. They have followers numbering in, if not the millions, at the very least, I think, you know, thousands. hundreds of thousands of people. And that is power. Fame is power, guys. They might not be rich. They might not be, you know, government officials, but fame is power. You know, you can use your fame to make someone feel at ease, or you can use your fame to entice someone with opportunities. You can use your fame to unleash an online mob on other people. Like, it's just, just be careful, guys. Seriously, just be careful. That's a somber note to end on, but I guess that's your dose of pop culture for this week, guys. Yeah, I mean, I wish we didn't have to do this episode. Alright guys, if you have any ideas on what you want us to speak about next, or you have any thoughts at all on this whole decor saga, please do email us at podcast at sph.com.sg. You can find me at jenlee at sph.com.sg, or you can follow me on my Instagram, jenleewrites. Samjo? You can also email me at yo samjo at sph.com.sg, or reach out to me on Instagram at Sam underscore Jomedo. Okay, guys, now that you have our Instagram handles, we give you permission to slide into our DMs, but please do not engage us in sexual conversation. <gasps> okay. <gasps> Ooh. Anyway. Anyway. Good advice in general. That's good advice in general. Well, until next time, he's Sam Joe. She's Jen, and we are Pop, Pop Vouchers. Vouchers. Thank you for listening. Ah, ah, ah. That was an SPH podcast by The Straits Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcast.sph.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at The Straits Times, The Business Times and Money FM 89.3.